0: All right. Welcome everybody to another exciting show, The Secret to Everything, with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. I'm Danny Donaire. And we have Walt. And that uh, Walt, you're going to have to pronounce your last name for me because I can't, but I'm sure the listeners know it well. So we'll we'll make reference to that later. Um, I want to get right into it because we're really excited. We have an amazing guest today, amazing underlined. So we want to get to that as soon as possible. Um, really quick, let me throw it back to you, Dr. Kim. Just kind of welcome us, get us going, so we can get to our guest, and I'll kind of let everyone know who that is as soon as um as soon as you say hi. Sure.
1: And um, you know, thank you everybody for joining us. We're still kind of working out the keys of our. Uh, video blog. This will be broadcast on Stitcher. It will be uploaded to iTunes. It will be broadcast next week on Blog Talk Radio, so you guys can listen like you normally do, or you know, we're broadcasting live right now on YouTube, and that replay will uh, be instantly available. We'll edit it a little bit, but the rough replay will be available. So I'm really excited. I actually was flying a lot the last couple of days, and I downloaded um, Reed's latest book, I think it's her latest book, Mind Wars, um, on my Kindle, and it provided me some interesting plain reading, so I was able to actually read my way uh, in about four hours through the whole book, so it was absolutely wonderful. Um, A lot of it I knew, some of it I didn't, but uh, the conclusion, which we'll kind of weave in as we begin the conversation, was really interesting to me, especially with the work that we do at Secret to Everything. Uh, so I thought it fit like hand in glove. Very fascinating, uh, very well researched and well written book. And I haven't read, you know, her other books, but you, know, you have Danny, and I assume they are equally as fascinating and um, enjoyable to read as that one. So please, if you do have a Kindle or you know something you can, is it a Nook? I'm not sure what it's called. You can download on uh, By all means. You know, start doing that now and follow along as you know with the discussion or I'm sure you can go and order the hard copy, which I usually prefer from Amazon and other uh, vendors. But it's a great read, super important information. I think we're very, very naive. I've been doing this work myself with Frequencies for, you know, 10 or 15 years. I knew about it, as I talked about on the show last night, for 20-some years. And, you know, as Mary points out in her book, which we can discuss with her, you know, where are we going with this and, and what's going on right now that we don't even know about. So just really, you know, knowledge is power. I love that she says that numerous times throughout the book. I absolutely agree. That's why we do these, you know, blogs and blogs and radio shows and classes. So you guys can be empowered and you can make um, choices for you and your family that uh, serves your highest good and the good of all community. So with all that being said, uh, welcome to The speaker to Everything, Marie. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: Uh All right. So exciting.
1: Well, we kind of want to start out, well, I kind of wanted to start out with you've written about so many topics. Kind of walk us through why this book now. What led you this topic, um, what made you want to write about it, and how did the book kind of come about?
2: Well, a few things. Um, I've written a number of books. I've written seven books with my um, partner, Larry Flaxman, and we were kind of at a point where we wanted to think about writing something else, and kind of thrown some ideas around. We felt the, the metaphysical <laughs> quite a bit because we'd written so many books on those subjects. And, you know, at, around that same time, there was there's so much in the news going on about drones and, and domestic surveillance and how we have no privacy with our cell phones, yada, yada, yada. So in our discussions of what we wanted to write next, we both realized that mind control and surveillance was something that, we both were interested in, and we really wanted to explore, and when we started looking into other books that were out there, what we found is that there's a lot of really detailed books on the market, but we wanted to write something that was a little bit um, comprehensive and almost introductory for people that don't know a lot about this and who think it's all just tinfoil hat stuff. You know, we wanted to give them a really well rounded examination of of what's going on, what happened in the past, where we might be going in the future. So can you hear Marie? Or is it just me? Did you guys
1: I just lost it? No, we lost that. Actual, oh, no. uh, okay. <laughs> okay? After tinfoil hats just went blank. <laughs> oh, how funny. So are you guys
2: able to hear me or? Yeah, yeah you're me? good now. Yeah, you're good. Kimberly, when you talk, a lot of it's like every other word is dropping out. Can
1: you hear me, Danny?
0: Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Um so it might just be. I think it's all our different uh, computers might be picking up a little different, but I think for the most part it's recording okay until it goes blank. So right now we got okay. More. So
2: whoever's doing the best. okay.
1: And I'm going to mute my mic when I'm not talking just to help with feedback. And while, if you want to mute your mic when you're not talking, and Danny, if you mute your mic without talking, we may get a little clearer uh, continuation stream from um, Marie. Did Danny just drop out? Maybe Danny? I dropped out of my screen. Okay. Um, oh, and now we're flipping back and forth. So I have to be more careful. So... Um, Gosh, there's so much in that book, Maria. I don't even really know where to start. Um, you know, what would you know best serve the listeners? You know, as far as information-wise, you just go through so many things. Let's talk briefly. You spend a lot of time on uh, the different uh, programs that are uh, labeled Monarch, and you know all these names that people may not be familiar with, or they, you know, MK Ultra, all these programs. Could you tell us briefly? about those and, you know, kind of what that means and how those came to be. And and there's so much information in the book, you guys. You have to go read this because uh, she she cites things and she has documents in there. So you really, if you want, you know, a more in-depth study, you're going to have to get the book because I know she, there's no way she can tell us the whole book in an hour. So, but can you just kind of hit the, hit the high points of what's important? I will, you know, because really what we did is we wanted
2: to lay out the history of mind control and and then eventually domestic surveillance and privacy invasion. Because I think that's a form of mind control. It's a form of behavior manipulation and modification. So basically we started with ancient times and how mind control might have occurred in in our you know, with our ancient ancestors and it was mostly in the form of ritual, whether it was ritual torture Or ritual uh, worship of deities where you were expected to follow a very strict set of rules or the deities would punish you um, you know so we started there. I think the most fascinating part for what our own government was involved in from the 1950s into the 1970s, and this was the era of Project MKUltra, which many people still think is is a make-believe or tinfoil hat, but it is a real uh, CIA-supervised program that was originally started to study brainwashing techniques that were used by uh, the Koreans on our POWs during the Korean War and eventually morphed into this monster that involved over 80 different institutions from prisons to orphanages to mental institutions, homes for unwed mothers, different colleges, universities, all that were involved with psychological, sexual, mental, emotional, physical manipulation of the mind using all kinds of. Awful techniques. Anything went under this program. There were no rules, um, and the goal was which to, of which was really to try to break down the mind and see if it can be recreated. And uh, it just it was a massive program. It involved everything from sensory deprivation, food deprivation. Um, putting people in coffins for days at a time, using hallucinogenic drugs, using hypnosis and uh, other forms of uh, torture, psychological manipulation, sexual abuse, anything that these doctors and researchers could think of to break down the human personality, to literally obliterate the human personality, and then recreate new personalities. And you'll, you know, there are a lot of movies out like uh, Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson and Julia Roberts, The Manchurian Candidate with Frank Sinatra, and the newer one with Denzel Washington, that are actually good examples of what these victims went through. They literally had new personalities programmed into their minds, and some of them were assassins. Some were spies, would do several favors. All these different new personalities, including one that would forget what the others were doing. So they became the perfect super soldiers, the perfect super spies. Until the program came under fire, got a little bit of public exposure in the mid-1970s, and was shut down, quote-unquote, officially. (laughs) Um but to this day probably exists under many different names and now probably in much smaller units so that it's harder to track this what's going on. I'm sure it's deep black now uh, the way that it's occurring. So there were a lot of different programs. Monarch, Ingrid, Artichoke, they had all these wacky names to just cover up the fact that they were doing this type of behavior modification which is a nice way of saying really just shattering people's personalities.
1: can't hear Danny. I don't know if you can, Marie. Can you hear Danny? Danny, I can't
0: hear you if you're talking. Okay, here we go. Can yeah. you hear me now? Yeah. Great. <laughs> okay. I was going to say that I was going to uh, just ask a follow-up question more directly about sort of how the listeners can detect and avoid these attempts of mind control, and I'm still really curious about that, like how to make people more aware of things that are happening right in front of them. Um, yeah. But the, the, other thing, uh, <laughs> the other thing that came up for me as you, you were talking um, was sort of um, why people who even do know or who have heard of this history... Why we we aren't more upset about it? Why we don't react in a more profound or organized way and just sort of accept it? Um, So those are kind of two questions that really came to me. Um, How can we avoid it and why do we accept so much of
2: it? I'll answer the second one first. I think there's just, you know, cognitive dissonance. I think a lot of denial. I think people are so afraid of this that they just don't even want to deal with it. They would rather not know. That this has happened and is happening, I cannot tell you how many times I have conversations with people about how they're under, and they they just don't want to know. They I don't want to hear about it. it. It's not affecting me. I'm not a terrorist, though. So why should I care? It's that mentality that we're dealing with. The problem is now going to your first question. These same techniques are being used on us today, whether it's being manipulated by the media, you know, the news that you see is really not news, it's opinion. Um, whether you're being manipulated by corporations and advertisers that want you to buy certain products or, uh, you know, behave a certain way, whether it's religious organizations, politics, everybody is being manipulated, as well as in your own personal relationships, where I think this really becomes the most obvious. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever been involved with a sociopath, psychopath, or a narcissist, but they are masters of mind control, and they use the same persuasive techniques that were used in MKUltra, and that are used by cult leaders to keep their members in line. And it's it's stunning. It comes natural to some people.
1: Yeah. I think it's really interesting um, a lot of people I run into that I work with a lot of my clients actually claim uh to be victims of mk ultra which sounds really uh amazing and profound until you hear their stories and you and you hear the brokenness and uh, you come in contact with a different personalities so it's it's definitely out there uh, a lot of people in the consciousness movement you know actually have recovered from um, you know, ritual called abuse or called abuse or, or mind control programming. It, it's kind of shocking to me. I, I feel very thankful that other than my own family's extreme religious programming, which is a form of mind control in itself, uh, I avoided and escaped, you know, some of that other stuff that, you know, sometimes really gifted people, psychic people, as you point out in your book, uh, are exposed to, you know, taken away at a young age to be experimented. Interesting to me, Marie, because there's been so many television programs, uh, fiction, I'm putting that in air quotes, that talk about stuff like that. And my daughters were watching one, I think, a year or so ago, where they took, you know, psychic children to the government rings. Right, right. Yeah. And like, gosh, they tell us, like, in front of our face all the time. They they almost make fun of us, I, I think, sometimes. It's kind of like the movie Minions that really gets me kind of irritated how you know, everybody's running around wearing these Minion t-shirts with the one eye, and I'm like, do you guys not get that they're totally making fun of you, that you guys are the Minions, <laughs> you know? It just cracks me up, especially when you, you look at the production. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I just you know, don't... like you say, I think you say in your book, Marie, you know, and I'm sure your other books are along this line, too, Hidden in Plain Sight, everything, you know, including a lot of these things we discuss, have really been hidden in plain sight. Um, Would you agree with that? Yeah, you you know you have to be able to face what's
2: going on and just you know for me I I knew that mind control was a real thing, but until I Larry and I did the research for the book I have have to be honest I didn't know it was that bad I didn't know that there there was so much of it going on in so many different ways I've always been fascinated with cults. And I had no idea that, you know, we had a government program that literally took the, the same playbook that cult leaders use on their members to brainwash and manipulate their victims, you know, for medical and scientific research. And that still goes on today in prisons. And I talked to a woman who is in charge of sort of supervising lawsuits against prison experimentation, and she said, oh, it goes on, on it every day. Some of it is voluntary. You know, sometimes you can get people to uh, be parts of these experiments if you promise them shorter sentences or money or what have you, but most of it is not voluntary. And with MKUltra, unfortunately, a lot of the experiment and especially female children, I think because their minds are so much easier to clean out and wipe out and manipulate. And, you know, the ritual abuse is a huge part of our history that People do not want to talk about.
0: Well, you know, on that note, um, is is there some some patterns of progression or early signs or things again that that people can sort of maybe after listening to this can sort of do kind of a a self check or 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 um, an evaluation of, of kind of their loved ones and, and help them to get some clarity on, on where they might be a little less uh, in, in charge of their own thoughts?
2: <laughs> That's a really good question. I think this is what brings us home. Because you can read a book like this and say, oh, this is really fascinating. But what does it have to do with my daily life? If you're in a relationship, there's manipulations going on. If you uh, experience experience domestic violence or abuse of any kind, if you are living with someone with sociopathic or psychopathic tendencies, this stuff is happening to you. If someone in your family has narcissistic personality disorder, which I think is rampant in our society right now, you're being abused, you're being manipulated. Um, But it's also when you turn on the TV and you're watching the news, you're being manipulated when you read the news stuff on Facebook or Twitter you're being manipulated and it really comes down to asking are the thoughts and beliefs in my head my own were they put there by someone else were they put there by society do I believe everything I read without doing any research at all to see if it's real or not I mean I can't tell you how many times people pass news stories around on social networking that aren't even real and they go viral so the first thing to do is to where did your beliefs come from did you grow up with them they're not yours you know those kinds of turning within and really kind of cleaning out your own mind and making sure that you're not living in accordance with someone else's desires for you Uh, you're in control of your own mind control can be a really positive thing when you control your own mind it's just when somebody else tries to control it that we, we have problems. And we live in a society where everybody wants you to behave a certain way, think a certain way, look a certain way, believe a certain way, and if you don't, you're going to be in big
3: trouble. Absolutely. Yeah, Marie, I I totally Go ahead, Murray, I totally agree. Um, I totally agree with what you said. Uh, I actually today Somebody put something on social media that said something about a politician or a former politician said something ridiculous. And and um, so I, I went on YouTube because surely it must be on YouTube if, if there's an actual video of this person. Right. And, and it wasn't. I didn't even bother no. responding because yeah. I, I would go crazy spending my whole day trying to respond to people who believe everything that they find on, on the Internet.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's hard because nobody ha- who has time to research every story that goes across their feed, you know? And sometimes your friends send it, "Oh, check this out, and you." And the headline looks like it makes sense. It's only until you click on it, it can take the time to do so, that you might find out it's a piece of satire or or pure, you know, hilarity or somebody's political spin or religious spin on something. and It's not factual it's not sourced. You know, I I took journalism in college and I remember you had to source everything. Oh my God, we got yelled at and, and big X's on our essays and papers and articles if we didn't do that. And now, there's no such thing as journalism. I don't think news even exists anymore. It's all spin. The good thing is, once you start to recognize that, your mind kind of picks up on what's at possibly be true and you you start to get a little bit better at quickly discerning when you're being had, you know, when you're having the wool pulled over your eyes.
1: I think that's a really awesome point. I also think it's important to remember even in the paranormal world and the consciousness world and you know, kind of the world that you write about, like you said Marie, that uh, there's a lot of spin in that world as well um, And, uh, you know, it's a big snake oil industry, just as much as, you know, the commercials we watch on TV. And I think often we're not aware uh, of the programming and the mind control that is really rampant in the consciousness industry, from my observation, and even in the paranormal, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah, Yeah, and the self-help world. Now, the self-help world has
2: had a lot of issues Especially in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, with borderline cult behavior, and uh, I remember, gosh, back in the 80s, and there were so many sort of self-help, motivational types of groups that were being accused of cult-like behavior. And you know, you, you can f- cross that fine line between having someone help you and having somebody take over your mind and tell you how to think and think. It's such a fine
1: line. It, it really is, and it, it's funny. when um, I stepped away from the work that I do for a couple of years, Marie, and uh, before I stepped away, my children would openly call it the cult of Dr. Kimberly, and I always say, it's such a slippery slope, uh-huh. It really is. I said it's a, it's a wonderful thing to be worshipped, and it's a fearful thing to be worshipped. It's a very, very slippery Look, right. And you know, so exactly. I'm all about I'm all about empowerment. Danny knows, Walt knows. I'm all about uh, teaching people how to discern and techniques and ways to do what you're talking about. Uh, you know, and I call it, you know, in the Bible, well, not me, the Bible first. You know, calls it, you know, dividing the bone from the marrow. I believe, you know, as the X Files say, <laughs> the truth is out there, and it can right. be we just have to kind of know the the way to read that energy and to go about. Uh, discerning—basically, you know—the gift of discernment uh, really yeah. comes into play here.
2: And we've lost that ability, and I think a lot of people have lost their ability to recognize their intuition because we're so outer-directed now. I mean, everything that we do is external. We, our technology and our gadgets, and even—I mean, I love social networking. I'm a real ham. I grew up; i been, you know, a little ham, and I love talking to people and being silly and having fun and um, but you know it, it's all external stuff to the becoming I mean, really difficult for people to even hear their own inner voice amidst the platter of, of their gadgets and their cell that and the other thing and then being on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and Tumblr and everything else <coughs> that you know so few people now look in your eyes and talk to you when you go into a grocery store and nobody gets out in nature and plays anymore like we did when we were growing up as kids. So it's a much different time but even with all of those challenges I think people feel like they need to get back to their authentic and intuitive self because that's the only place you can operate from to make sense of all this stuff going on outside of us. And I think that there are red flags and warning signs that people are ignoring. And that's why there's so much domestic violence, so many uh, abusive relationships, you know, politicians and religious leaders that take advantage of people, because we're just, we're floating out there. We're not just dangerous for us. We don't even feel that. I think we're kind of numb to it. I'm sorry, that's my phone in the back that I forgot to turn off. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're, we're at a sort of a crossroads where we better start paying attention to the what's going on outside of us. And the only way to do that really is to get back in touch with what's going on inside
0: of us. So, Marie, do you have a, a, a regular practice for that for yourself? Because we you deal with, with so much of fringe, you know, uh, esoteric, modern, and ancient, you know, uh, big questions. And I'm sure, you know, that, that you have so much coming in and so much uh, that you tackle. Do you have a practice of, of how you maintain your, your clarity and your groundedness?
2: I, I have always had really good gut instinct. You call it intuition, but for me, it... Gut instinct, it's a little har- it's a, more of a harsh reaction in my gut. Um, I know when I'm being BF usually, mm-hmm. <laughs> usually, um, I have a problem, but I use a lot of gut instinct and I'm learning to trust that more. When I was younger, I second guessed my intuition slash, slash instinct a lot, and I got into a lot of really bad situations because of it. So that's my practice, but also, you know, I'm a single mom, and my son, having a kid that I am responsible for, to set a good example for, and help him navigate this, this world, that keeps me really grounded. Um, and, and, and my friends, you know, just having a small group of really good, your tribe, they keep you real. And I'm lucky that I have people that say to me, you know, Yeah, you may write these books, but you're not an expert. There's no such thing. And it's like, you're absolutely right. There is no such thing as a paranormal expert or, you know, in any of this stuff. I'm just putting the stuff out there. They uh, they keep me humble. So those three
1: things. Those are good. Um, One thing I don't remember you writing about in your book, and I think I read. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Um, I think I read every word. I'm pretty sure. was um, you know, something that I've been told about, which I don't know if this is a rumor or this is true or there's anything to back uh, this up. I have a piece of technology. I'll, I'll talk about it in a second. But um, is the, what, what some people call programming towers, which are these cell phone towers that everybody thinks are cell phone towers but that um, actually possibly could beaming out frequencies or messages 24-7, in other words, some type of uh, negative programming, brainwashing type of programming. Have you heard anything about that? I have heard all kinds of wild things, and
2: I used to laugh at stuff like that. And now I actually give it a little bit of thought. I'm not saying that I believe in that. I'm pretty sure most of them are, are cell phone towers or ham radio repeaters or whatever the next, but... I have heard that, and sometimes in you no know, proof that they're beaming out, you know, negative resonant frequencies that make everybody sick. Sometimes I, I wonder, because the public, more and more people are complaining about just a sort of general sense of malaise, of, of not feeling well, not feeling right, not having energy, um, right. just feeling, you know, lackluster. There's so many autoimmune diseases that are on the rise, cancer rates are skyrocketing. It, it So it does make you wonder, but then you have to wonder who is doing that. You know, who benefits from killing off the public slowly? And people will say, oh, it's the Illuminati. And I always counter that with, well, then who are they going to have around to control? Mm-hmm. Well, they want to make us all sick and weak. Okay, well, if they make us sick and weak, how are we going to work and be their little work slaves you know so they can stay in the top 1 percent. A lot of it just doesn't make sense to me and yet I'm not gonna 100 percent discount anything anymore. There was a time when I didn't believe in demons at all. I'm not a religious person. I'm not gonna say I don't believe anymore even if I'm not a religious person. So I think you have to have that little bit of an open mind because there are some really good arguments out there that people are making. I just want to, I like to see proof. Danny, did we sure. have an uh, email? My,
1: oh, go
3: ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, we were talking about uh, cell phone towers and, and all the different forms of communication that we have. And one of my, my, uh, my feelings for mankind is that in in you know thousands of years from now? I really believe we are going to be hairless people. because of all of the, the energy that's that that we're absorbing into our skin and into our yeah. DNA, you know, all this you know the the cell phones and the, everything that we're doing is computer related. It just feels like like at one point we're we're not going to be we're just be hairless beings. We're going to be- we look like aliens. <laughs> Yeah. We
2: are mutating our, our genetic, you know, makeup here. It is scary, and but yet we embrace it because it's made our lives easier. It's made our lives more fun. We get to communicate with more people. It's, it's a, such a trade-off, and yet, I've you know, you could read so many articles about how using your cell phone makes you sick and causes brain cancer, and I still see people glued to their cell phones 24-7. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know if we have just gotten so lazy and just so addicted to the technology age that we're ignoring what it's doing to our health. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good summation. Um, and I think that goes back to everyone really focusing on self-evaluation, kind of getting a good feel for where they're being drained and manipulated and where they're supported. Like you mentioned in your small group of friends. And uh, all those little positive things like friends and grounding that can sort of give us a nice starting point to start rebuilding and not be so led. Um, so that's awesome. We, we do have a couple email questions for you, Marie. People were really excited um, that you're coming on, uh, I included. <laughs> so if you're OK with that, we can um, Sure. A couple of those. Sure. Awesome, awesome. So the first one actually I love because my introduction to you was through your writings on the 11.11 synchronicity. Ah, uh-huh. way uh, back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So really cool. And someone, you know, also wrote in and said that they were really um, inspired by by your writings now because they experienced a lot of that synchronicity. So they wanted to know, um, basically, now after after you having written that book some time ago, what your feeling is about. 1111, what it means, and and if you've had any personal, sort of, uh, supernatural experience that has sort of encouraged you or directed you uh, through your writings.
2: Well, you know, when we originally wrote 1111, it was before December 21st, 2012, you know, before the quote-unquote end of the world. And I remember one of the things that we discovered that I was just so blown away by was this uh, prediction that the shift would occur on that day at 11.11 11, a.m. Greenwich Mean time and I thought, oh well there's your connection. But the 11.11 11 phenomenon has continued and it's not going to go away and there's a really good reason for that. We are, you know, the, the stuff of the universe is based on mathematical ratios and principles. Numbers are the language of the universe. And I think that whatever is speaking to us, and some people say it's angels or they're spirit guardians or it could just be your higher self. It could just be a way for the universe to say to you, get in the present moment, honey, pay attention. It's going to be done in numbers. Because that's what we fundamentally level you know, quantum physical level is that numbers are the language of the universe my dad was a geophysicist, he passed away a few years ago I remember gosh about 15 years ago he said you should write a book on numbers and I was like dad I hate math, I hate it he said no 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 you don't understand, you like all this paranormal stuff, you like all this metaphysical stuff you need to study numbers they're the most metaphysical paranormal things there are and once we wrote the book and started looking into you know just everything from numerology to the mathematical ratios that make up the forces of the universe to how important numbers have been to us throughout history to the symbolism it's, it's shocking and I think that that's why people respond so much to time prompts and to number prompts like 1111, 333, 1212 they may have personal meaning to each individual but I think that they are ways of pulling us into the, the present moment. When we need to pay. I know in my uh, personal experience, it's synchronicities. They always seem to happen on the days that I, you know, sometimes Larry and I'll email each other and he'll go, oh, look, it's 11 And, you know, it just gets you in the present moment so you can be aware of what's going on around you. And that includes some really powerful synchronicities that you might have missed had you been worrying about the past or the future, which is where we spend most of our time.
3: <laughs> so yeah. I just
2: think numbers really are have their own language, their own symbolism, and they're trying to tell us something.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. And you know, before I ask the, the last of the email questions we have, and um, I'll just say that, as an example, um, I literally um, heard that you were going to be on in an interview talking about synchronicity. This is a few years back. And because I listened to that interview, I ended up meeting someone that I started to work with that then introduced me to Dr. Kimberly. So in a way, 1111 in your book is the reason why I'm talking to you right now. So it's oh, really that's good. <laughs> really interesting. Really interesting. <laughs> but, and so the second question kind of goes along these lines, and, and it's a kind of a cool question. listener uh, says, um, you know, they're familiar with your work and, and the catalog and the themes, and they say it's funny. They say, "Tell me the good news," is what they say. And the question is, um, you've I'm sure run into a lot of shocking things, and and if you can mention maybe something that's that's really shocked you in your research. But more importantly, they want to know uh, what inspires you. What do you see as the good news? What is the hope um, that we can help to promote? Is what they say. What is the hope that we can help um, help to promote?
2: Every single book um there's been something shocking from you know the deja vu enigma that's one of my favorite books I think it's probably one of Larry's favorites too because we really got to delve into the human mind and memory and the power of belief and for the first time we had read some accounts of you know uh, voodoo spells that, that people believed and it ended up killing them and and that is very shocking very negative and yet what does that say the mind is so powerful. Mind wars, be book. And yet what does this tell us? We need to become in control again of our own minds. That's the good news. As human beings, we are incredibly powerful. If we could just stop giving away our power to other people, to institutions, to belief systems, to you know whatever to technology, to our addictions. We're so powerful. And and vast majority of the population has no idea how to get back control of their own mind, of their own power. I mean, every book that, that I've written in some way is about discovering the self more and where our place is in the world. And it always comes back to the power is us. All of the paranormal work that Larry and I have done, we kind of came, and, and this sort of culminated in our book, The Grid. We kind of came to the conclusion that we are the ones driving paranormal phenomena. We are the ones somehow. We're the mediators by which it manifests into the physical physical reality. And no, so again, the good news is we're in control. We we give that control away so easily. We have so much power. To be happy, fulfilled, to you know, change the world, to change the lives of people around us, to open our lives to new realities that we never even knew existed. As long as we take control.
1: Yeah, I I love that. I love leaving kind of everything on a high note. And um, do you have any final thoughts? Marie, or if we've read Mine Wars, so you know what book would you recommend we read next? Because you give us your website and kinda, uh, just tell us how to get a hold of you, the easiest ways, and um, find your work. My website is MarieDJones.com, and you can email me through my website.
2: I think look at the books I've written, whatever turns you on. Um, the next book that Larry and I are writing is called IDE. It's about interdimensional. Men. Which I think is an upcoming theory to possibly explain a lot of paranormal phenomena that may not be nuts and bolts uh, physical manifestations. But um, I like to leave people, you know, read, learn, but ultimately you've got to figure out what's right and wrong and what your truth is, and you're the only one who can do that. Um, You know, absorb it, take it all in, and then discern the truth for you.
1: I think that's
2: great. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Go ahead, Danny. Awesome, Marie. Thank you so, so much. I I, I say again, for me and for all of us, it's been so wonderful to have you and just to to go over, not just the recent writings, but just to go back a little and let people know how much is available. Uh, So thank you so much. I want to remind everybody uh, to definitely go to mariedjones.com to check out everything we've talked about, past books and future projects. Uh, There's a lot of information there, and I definitely encourage everyone to go. And then I say match that and pair that with uh, KimberlyMcGeorge.com and you have just a great pairing of like the self and the outward and kind of all together. So um, yeah, I just really recommend everyone. I know I'm sitting in the middle and I feel super inspired and so thank you all so much. And, um, and with that, uh, any last words, Walt or, or Dr. Kim, before we say goodbye and, and, uh, and say goodbye to our, our special guests.
1: Now I just want to thank you, Marie, for uh, stepping out there and you know standing in the front lines and doing the research and uh, you know writing a book is no small feat, and you've written a number of them. So you know thank you for that contribution. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me on, guys. It's such a pleasure. Went by so fast. I know it was wonderful. <laughs> You're a wonderful guest. We, we really appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Marie. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you all. Well, awesome. Well, thanks again, everyone, for listening. Again, definitely check out MarieDJones.com. You will not regret that. It'll send you on a journey. And then, uh, you know, equally if not uh, more immediately, go to KimberlyMcGeorge.com. You know, that's what I did, and here I am. But KimberlyMcGeorge.com.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See what <laughs> under programs.
0: <I> <laughs> programs, you know, we got some really exciting things coming up. We haven't talked a lot about that, but you know. Just really recommend they're going to go into KimberlyMcGeorge.com and look into programs. There's really exciting things coming up. Um, actually, something tomorrow, a call you should check out uh, called Unlocked. And then we have a live a live event in Ohio on the 19th and 20th. Um, so, again, check out the websites. Every time you can hear something or feel something, it's not by accident. It's definitely a call to action and it's it's, it's telling you you're, you're where you're supposed to be. I'm really feeling that right now. So, I say this with really uh, profound connection and gratitude to everyone. Uh, so thank you so much for being here with us, and uh, Walt and Dr. Kim, if you want to say goodbye, I think uh, we'll do that. Uh, Walt, any any last words or any last uh, uh, websites and reminders?
3: Um, no, but I just want to say uh, I I check out Marie's website, and there, she has written so many books on so many interesting topics that it's uh, there's something for everybody on there. It's, it's pretty awesome. Um, awesome. Yes, uh, I guess for me as if uh, if. <laughs> if uh, uh, one, one thing that I have started doing is I started writing my own book and it's my first book and I'm uh, looking forward to delving into it and hopefully trying to make uh, the world a little bit better place. Awesome.
1: <laughs> so we're all authors on here now, right? Danny, me and you all. Uh, everyone's an author. That's That's wonderful. I do appreciate everybody who watches and who listens. We have a international audience a big shout out to uh, the people that watch the replay of uh, the video blog as well as the listen to the replay of the radio show we really appreciate you uh, thank you for writing in thank you for your email questions um, thank you for listening we appreciate you we love you uh, Danny you can take us out
0: Awesome well, one last time everyone thank you so much for being with us um, Kimberly mcgeorge.com. Find us there. Uh, join us on Facebook. Really, just trying to join the community, join the conversation, um, and it's, it's really something that's, that's that's not by accident, like I said, and it's something we're all in together. Um, so thank you again, and we will see you very soon. Hey guys. Bye guys. Thank you.